Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The sound of endurance racing around the world. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Sports car and prototype racing has an incredible history in Australia, dating back to the early foundations of motorsport down under. And in 2018, it enters a new era, thanks to the Australian Prototype Series. Hi everyone, Richard Crow here for the first in a series of shows covering the 2018 Australian Prototype Series presented by Hot Wheels, here on the Radio Show Limited Network. From legends like John Harvey in an M6B McLaren, to Alan Hamilton in a Porsche 934 and John Bow in the famous Aussie-built Vescanda, to our Aussie exports like the Brothers Brabham and 1983 Le Mans champion Vern Schupan, Australia's sports car racing heritage is strong. The Australian Prototype Series is writing a new chapter in that legacy, catering to a variety of open-top sports cars including Radicals SR3 and SR8, CN prototypes and motorcycle-powered cars from West store and more. The series enters its second year with its best field yet and a mixture of drivers both doing it for fun and for those looking to use it as a stepping stone to international racing. The opening round of 2018 takes us to the Bend Motorsport Park, a brand new $110 million facility located outside of Adelaide in South Australia. This 4.9 kilometre track is fast, it's flowing and it's perfectly suited to aero cars like these. A series record 28 car grid has entered. The competition is strong. The contenders, well, two new Wolf GB08s are star editions this year. While teenage Formula 4 graduate Sage Murdoch starts his campaign in a West, but will graduate to a CN car at round two. Mark Lauke is the defending champion and drives a West WX10, while Phil Hughes Radical, he bought with the intention of racing with his friend, the late great Alan Simonson, is a perennial contender amongst many this year. There's three races in each weekend, two sprints followed by a longer third race, with the podium finishes those who scored the most points across each one. Qualifying saw Peter Patton and Kim Burke lock out the front row in their radical SR3s, with Darren Barlow less than half a second behind in third. Race one would turn out to be a dogfight between Patton's radical, Barlow's store WF1 and Macris's Wolf. Barlow got home first, with Macris second and Patton third, after a late race mistake. But for the Sydney-based Darren Barlow, the result represented a career milestone. First time I managed to come first at the uh, national level. Shannon's Nationals are very, very pleased. After uh, many years of uh, doing well at state, it's great to step up and uh, do a good job. Talk us through the race. Obviously, the start was critical. You nailed that, got into Turn 1 and then built a margin early. Yeah, standing starts up with strength. Um, but, uh, yeah, we managed to jump Peter off the line on the drag down at Turn 1. Uh, Chris Perini, the other team car, was alongside of me and beat me down to, um, to Turn 1. But fired it in a bit too fast and, um, and ran wide. I had uh, Jason uh, Macris up alongside of me and uh, he pulled out when we went under brakes. And, uh, yeah, so I found myself in first and uh, just had to keep it really clean on that, that first uh, lap. The early stages, Pete Patton got past Jason, was catching you. 
and then you guys were just trading sector and sector and getting quicker and quicker as the race went on. Was the track improving dramatically as the race went on? Uh, it, it wasn't actually. Um, as we went down the back straight, there was a, a lot of, of dust. It was hard to actually see the, the black stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of dust, and then as the race went on, it blew into the into the back sector, sector two, which is actually my, my weakest sector before yeah. that race. And then uh, I just kept trying to make that faster and faster. And every time you got a little closer, I just managed to drop a little more time on the on the dash. So um, yeah, I thought I had enough margin, but uh, just didn't want to make a mistake because of all that dust. You didn't know if a corner was changing as you went around. Race two was equally combative. Barlow Store jumping to an early lead, while Macris's Wolf and Padden scrapped for second. The Radical driver slipped past on the third lap and then he and Macris set about challenging Barlow for the lead. That battle came to a head late in the race. After Macris and Padden went side by side through the final corner, Macris was in front but slight contact with the Radical saw the Wolf GBO8 spinning off the podium. Benefiting from that was JP Drake who stormed his way to a top three finish. I spoke with him post-race where he was in typically good form. You're the best seat in the house for that scrap for the lead. Talk us through that. Yeah, they, that was awesome between Macris and Peter, I think. Macris, Peter and Barlow. So it was pretty good. They were tiring each other out. So it was giving me a little bit of an opportunity to a silly mistake on one. I, I thought I had a shot at Macris there, my team member, but I, I let him go through. <laughs> You're winking there, interestingly. Um, two races into the Wolf. It looks yep. like it's been a really good debut for them so far. Yeah, it's been really great. We've had a lot of help from uh, Winslow with the setup and his uh, little junior, um, Nathan. So, yeah, Harrison, I mean, so we're really getting in tune with the car. I think we need a fair bit more track time out there to get the best out of it, but it's coming along really well. I'm, I'm super happy with it so far, so really, really happy. And so to the finale, a 13-lap battle on the Benz International Circuit in 18-degree and dry but blustery conditions. Barlow's two wins earlier in the weekend ensures he starts from pole while Padden's Radical sits on the outside of the front row. The Wolf of Drake is next, 2017 round winner and title contender Phil Hughes fourth in his Radical. A fired up Jason Macris goes from fifth with Scott McKay in a west, defending champion Lauke also in a west, and then the Radicals of Mitch Nilsson, Peter Clare and Tony Haggerty completing the top ten. Commentary of the Round 1 finale comes with thanks to the Shannons Nationals live streaming coverage and features yours truly and Darren Smith. So here we go. Rolling start. Third of three races in the opening round of the Australian Prototype Series presented by Hot Wheels. Store and Radical on the front row. Wolf and Radical on the second. A fired up Radical with Jason Macris on the third row. The bright green car looks up the inside, but he's got to go a long way back to make a move. Sticky does it anyway. Down the inside of his teammate, JP Drake. He's going to get to second, and he's going to spin. He gets turned around, so he committed to that from a long way back. Jason Macris, eyes perhaps a little bit bigger than his stomach, got caught up on the inside. It turned the car around. No fault of anyone else's. It leaves Darren Barlow in front of the radical of Peter Patton. Certainly does. The store driving away, number 27, the weight of the world on his shoulders. That's what Alan Jones uh, used in the world championship that he won with. And now Barlow driving away out in front. JP Drake up to third, which is where he finished race two. He lost a few spots on the run up to turn one. But as they barrel around turn seven, eight and nine, these fast right-hand corners that are going to be I think iconic at this place. Uh, JP Drake was the happiest I've ever seen a driver finishing on the podium. 
He was over the moon to grab third. Said it was his best ever car race. So let's see if he can march his way a little bit further forward in that beautiful golden black Wolf GBR8. Behind him is Phil Hughes, the Radical SR3, with that BASF BMW M1 liveried inspired paint scheme on that very cool number 42 Radical. It was 12 months ago that he said he was never going to be a race driver and he won a race, but he got good points out of it. And now let me assure you, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Hughes is definitely a race driver. He's got an ego you can't drive a truck through anymore. No, no, great very grounded, dead-earth fella. But uh, he is definitely a race driver now. There is nothing other than first place for him, so he's trying to head there at the moment. So the leading five cars have pulled a reasonable margin over the rest of the field. Behind them, though, Mark Lauke is the defending champion in this series. He's got car number one in his West WX10, and he has made up lots of ground after battling through engine dramas all weekend. I spoke to him after race two, so complete the first of 13 laps in this race. He said, look, I just got hung out to dry in a corner and I had nowhere to go, and you lose five spots so easily on this place because the corners are so long and so numerous. Yeah, the success of this category is uh, its one of those ones, if you build it, they will come, and Mark Lauke has been there since the beginning and he's uh, enjoyed the growth of the sport. A couple of championships to his name already. And uh, come to motorsport a little bit sort of later in life and has had great success. Good to see Mark Short running in fifth place in the Prince LSR, the very uniquely shaped motorcycle engine-powered single-seat car. So let's go back and look at the start, the run-up to Turn 1. That amazing spread of the cars, almost five abreast as they run. So Macris pulled out from behind Drake. He left his braking very late. He just got caught up on that kerb on the inside at turn one on the right-hander. And it unloaded the wolf. And as a result, Macris was second for a moment. Now he's 14th. Just watching that start there down towards the back of the field was both Sage Murdoch and where Lauke was coming through there. And Sage Murdoch got out of it because he saw Lauke coming in from the left-hand side there. So Lauke really did uh, moz the young racer. He got through very nicely. Good battle for the lead. And we've seen this all weekend with Darren Barlow, who in the previous two races has jumped out in front. Peter Patton, who got pole position early on. The Radical SR3 has been strong in sectors of the racetrack. Barlow better around the back, the middle sector. Patton faster in the first and third. So it's just interesting to see the way these cars produce their speed. And it gives you this sort of string line between the two of them. It's like an elastic band that extends and then it compresses and it extends again. And they cross the line four tenths apart to complete their second lap. Barlow, Padden, Drake next, Hughes just behind. Then there's probably 10 car lengths back to Short, who's running all on his own. Brake lock up in front there. I wonder if that was Phil Hughes in the Radical. Behind that, though, is Mark Lauke, who's under pressure from McKay in the number 11 West WX10. WX10s uh, punctuate the field now. The later model out of the West factory. 1,000cc motorcycle engine, 13,500 RPM, 510 kilos, lightweight, nimble, quite a bit of aero, a lot of it produced underneath the car, so they can run very, very close. Really are a work of art on the underside, actually, if you get a chance to have a look underneath one of them, yeah. uh, really very cleverly designed to get, uh, get through the air as much as they can. There's no wing up in the dry, or the clear air like we see with the Radical and the, uh, and the Wolf. 
the wing just sits over the back of the bodywork to make the air cleanly exit the back of the car. They're the lowest looking race car you'll ever see, oh, isn't yeah. it? Because they make the GT40 look like a GT80. Yeah, exactly. They? These would be a GT25. I think they're that high, or not that high. The rear wing's sort of at the same level as the top of the rear wheels, just hanging out on the wing pylons out the back of these cars. So quite effective. They do produce a decent amount of aero, produce all their performance through the mid-corner. They sort of run out of puff at the end of the straights compared to some of the other cars in the field, but it all equals itself out over a lap. So this series does use a balance of performance system on weights and revs to equal the cars out. And, and you've got to say, it's been an outrageous success this weekend because the cars can still produce their speed differently, so you really get that competitive motor racing, the strengths and weaknesses we are talking about. But we've had three different types of car, different philosophies about getting lap speed in the top three in the two races so far, and it remains that way in this one. And in fact, they're locked together as they head up to turn one on lap four of 13. Barlow's holding on, Daz. But yeah, we're just watching through this uh, one, two, three, four complex. The, the way that different cars can put it, the Radical gets over the ripple strips and bounces around a lot. The West and the Store has to, oh, sorry, the, the Wolf and the Store have to be flowed nicely, keeping away from the ripple strips. Don't want to disturb the underside of the vehicle at all. It's, a, it's the Peter Patton style of attack racing. And it's lucky he's in a Radical because they can handle that sort of uh, aggressive approach to it. But the, uh, these two, the Wolf and the, uh, the Store, they keep away from the Ripple Strips. The Store are a very well-developed car. They're not on the Kumo tyre that is the control rubber in this category. They've been running in New South Wales sports cars. Uh, Darren Barlow and the Gulf Western, uh, the Garth Walden racing team, easy for some to say. Uh, so they've been running on a different product in the state championship. So with a new rubber... They have to re-engineer the car and work it out. The moment he has to re-engineer his driving style because he's under serious pressure. Patton sends it up the inside of 13. Big commitment move. Great bit of racing in there. Wheel to wheel now. The braking zone into the right-hander at 14. The Radical sends it the long way round and he understeers wide. Too wide, in fact. And he loses the lead. And he almost loses second to J.P. Drake. The lead is going at it. They're into turn 16. This is a great motor race. Yeah, John Paul Drake weighed straight in on that, didn't he? He saw what was going to happen. The number 31, Pete Patton, drifted out wide. Massive understeer. Darren Barlow quickly regained his composure and came on through. Here comes Pete Patton again. Oh. When you think it's over, he's going around the outside this time. Oh, thank you very and much. it off. Around the final corner, he's now got two cars in his slipstream, but Peter Patton takes the lead. He picked that one and did it beautifully. And now they go three wide. Thank you very much. On the run to turn one, Barlow through the middle. JP Drake looking to send it all the way around the two of them. Barlow's back in front. Patton's going to be second. Drake's off the road. He goes back to third. Phil Hughes has got a great view of this one. Live and in 3D, only a couple of metres further up the road. This is for the race lead. Seriously? That was unbelievable. The three wide going into turn one. Terrific racing. Let's hope they can keep this up for the next nine laps. They're still all punching out purple sectors as well, so they're all going very, very quickly as this racetrack continues to evolve and get better and better. Patton set the lap record in race two earlier on today to 153.48. So Barlow now back in front. Garth Walden, who runs this team, hugely experienced driver, coming off the back of a, a fast yet ultimately frustrating campaign at the back of the six-hour last weekend, said... They've been working very hard on the driving. Still, there's a bit more to find, and they've been developing it over the course of the weekend to learn this racetrack and get the car tuned into it. But he's got the elbows out, Darren Barlow. 
He continues to lead the race. That radical so strong as they head up 13 and down the braking zone at turn 14. I think the elbows out might also be something to do with Garth Walden being on the radio to him as well. It's uh, right, our elbows out. Now, it's the style. We can't drive it. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's the, uh, it's the style. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's actually really good that you're in the lead. Don't give it up at any cost. Hold on. Do what you can. Pete Patton does that when he's in the lead. That's for sure. They recognise each other's style. Correct. Frankly staggered. They all came out the other side of turn one almost a full lap ago. 4.9 k's because that was an incredible moment and Barlow got the toe on Patton and just plucked it out through the middle turned in and across he went now he's having to defend again this time he's got to put the block party on on the run up to turn one but the stall's a little bit better in straight line the drone can catches that into the right hander big stop there I think the radical bit of, is a little bit better under brakes gets into the corner really well but the lightweight, nimble little store so very good through the faster stuff. Turn five is real quick. This is quick. This is iconic uh, bend stuff. If in three days of competition we can have an iconic part of the track. <laughs> so into turn six, Barlow had to defend there because Patton got a really good run and a little bit of contact between them. The Radicals just brushed the end plate and it's caused some damage to the store. So Patton goes around the outside. And the exit of the corner, he got such a good run. That's engine, that's yeah, what that is. So there, there was damage on the store, but Barlow's got problems that are bigger than just a bent end plane on the rear wing of car number 27. That's coming out of the exhaust pipe, that one. So here's Patton. This is testament to the Quaife-style diff on this car, the chain driven on the store. They get the power down very, very nicely indeed, and there's the power down. As it, as it exits the exhaust pipe. It's breathing pretty heavily, isn't it? Isn't it? Absolutely. So that uh, the driveline difference there is what is where we've seen that last season as well, where the, the radical can just get out of the corners of that, uh, that uh, spool-type differential to get the good drive out of the corner, whereas the chain drive, oh, that's, that's not, that's no, not great at all. It's terminal. It's on the other side of the car from where he copped just a little bit of a rub from the radical while they exchanged the lead. Phil I'm not Hughes is copping a face full of uh, unburnt oil, uh, or very well burnt oil. He's still pressing on, so if it's an engine issue, is he going to go to pit lane? No, Barlow continues on. So if it is an engine issue, it, it, it's hurting performance, but it looks almost like tyre rubbing, but it's on the wrong side from where there was any contact. It's puffing a lot of smoke. It's puffing Billy on the run-up into turn one, but he's still got decent straight line speed. He maintained pace with the Radical. Phil Hughes goes through, by the way, so... That puts Phil up to second place. Radicals now one and two, which and is interesting. Dumping out on the gear change. Because uh, JP Drake was in front of Phil Hughes, but he's actually not anymore. So JP's back to fourth place in car number 66 in the Wolf. And now Barlow limping. So car 27 has been such a stout performer all weekend. Two victories in the first two races. And now perhaps it's time at the Bend Motorsport Park has come to an end for the day. So there's John Paul Drake now into P3, gets through on the next sector. And you get the feeling that these cars are going to come on very strong out of Jam Motorsport in the prototype series presented by Hot Wheels. And Hot Wheels emblazoned down the side of this car of John Paul Drake. Looks terrific. Does. And, uh, yeah, they, these cars only knew they've only done a couple of days testing. They had a, a brief run here. 
the first ever practice day at this venue about a week ago and then they, they've done some running at Malala up the road but outside of that not a lot of development yet they're still really struggling with the balance of these cars they're not happy with their performance yet there's a lot more time to come and you can bet that They'll go quicker and quicker as the season goes on. Bear in mind, the young gun out of Formula 4 racing, Sage Murdoch, who's currently running 7th. He'll jump into one of these cars, we believe, from round 2 at Sandown at the end of May. So that'll be a positive uh, thing for that team to have three cars running at full speed. Jason Macris, meanwhile, after that spin, has climbed up to ninth place. So he's still climbing his way through the field. The sound of endurance racing around the world. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Sardalatis is fourth, so he's charged his way up the order. Meanwhile, McKay and Short side by side for position number five, and it goes the way of the number 11 car, so the little black west gets up the inside. Very nice move. Sardalatis has been the quiet achiever in this one in the SR8 radical. V8 power there, the 2.7 litre radical performance engines car, running a lot of weight this weekend, of course, to bring it into line with the cars in this field, but he's been a quiet achiever. I would suggest that at the end of the long one-kilometre straight, that's where that car comes into its absolute home. Of course, Neil Muston and Tim Berryman were very, very effective with their SR8s when they ran them in the Radical Australia Cup. And it's good to see that you get an SR8 into the uh, prototype series. They're a pretty serious mousetrap, those things. Yeah. Uh, unrestricted, huge performance from those cars. And as the series grows and evolves, um, the, the BOP may change and the Wolves will certainly get some restrictions lifted, you think, as more of them come in or different style CN cars come into the championship. A lot of talk about several more cars on the way to Australia or if not on their way, will be soon. Which will be great to see because they're a pretty cool bit of kit and unrestricted, they're properly quick. In fact, the turbocharged Wolves that run in Europe at times quicker than an LMP3 car. So it's legitimate prototype pace for uh, not quite full prototype budget, which is obviously pretty handy for young guys looking to work their way up through the ranks. A little bit further back, there's some fights going on. Sage Murdoch and Mark Lauke. Lauke is sixth in car number one, behind him Murdoch seventh in that amazing multicoloured West WX10 that he's borrowed for this weekend. I think I just saw the FL1 parked off in the infield there for Burns. Uh, yes, Scott Burns, the West Aussie. Yeah. Yep, that's been parked there on the inside of 16 for a couple of laps, unfortunately. We should mention Terry Piovetis, who was one of our six championship contenders last year in his uh, West RFR 1000. Is that Macris having an off Spinner in the background? The back yeah, there. it is. So Jason Macris has thrown the thing at the scenery again, unfortunately, on the exit of the final corner. The sound of the two-litre Honda engine blazing up the straight. So, unfortunately, Macris loses a lot of the hard work that he just put into uh, getting back up to speed. Speaking of Wolves, JP Drake, 153.30, breaks the lap record on lap nine. So, he's got speed and he's got Phil Hughes in his sights. So, second place could be up for grabs here. And whoever finishes in front of those two drivers will get second for the round overall. So, it's reasonably important for JP to get himself up one more position on the podium for round one of the Australian Prototype Series. You've just got to score points so early in the season and accumulate as the year goes on. Oh, this is not a good look. Is that Jonathan Stokel? Car 53 
the west is parked off the side of the road and that's reasonably accurate black smoke pouring out of the engine bay and indeed the cockpit which strikes me as perhaps electrical dramas I think he's popped the extinguisher there as well Daz certainly the way he looked relaxed after that went off what a race at Phillip Island three years ago Jonathan he's up at turn one there the runoff road and we're going to go safety car JP Drake was driving the wheels off the wolf coming into the final corner trying to catch Phil Hughes I wonder if that's just going to hand the race to Hughes and understandably we're under safety car because car number 53 Jonathan Stokel is expired up at the concrete runoff area oh big fire we're seeing it on the replay big fire that's a fuel vapor fire going off there the way it's covered around the back of the driver the international sign of disapproval as the steering wheel goes <laughs> flying out the cockpit he'll regret that when he goes to pick it up and it smashed the little screen on it safety car and the checkered flag is out so the race ends under safety car and peter Patton will win the opening round of the Australian Prototype Series presented by Hot Wheels. Phil Hughes will be second. JP Drake will be third. It'll be the happiest third place that's ever happened in motor racing, I would have thought. <laughs> it's clearly his best weekend. And what a debut for the Wolf GB08s. But Peter Patton, the Radical, has fought. He got pole position early on. Second in races one and two. A little bit of bad luck for Darren Barlow, unfortunately, with his car failing to finish there. So, Peter Patton, congratulations, mate. What an outstanding way to end an awesome weekend of racing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a brilliant race. It was epic. It was one of the best races I've had. Um, clearly, very big differences between all three of the cars that were fighting it out there for a while. Um, and, um, yeah, some some epic racing. You know, they, those guys had the speed on me down the straights, and I had them through the twisty bits, and, and it was just nose to tail. How was the wheel-to-wheel stuff with Darren? Up 313 there, side-by-side. Side. It was incredible racing to watch. I've, I've got to say, Darren, Darren is a really respectful driver. He's quick he's good um and you know it makes for a great race when uh you know when there's someone as good as that that you can trust to, to sort of you know hold their line and, and do the right thing um i got a nose in front then he got a nose back and and, and it was yeah it was really good uh well done mate what a way to win the weekend thank you that was fun that was heaps of fun yeah really good i uh, drove hard then i did a better lap for the weekend in that race and uh yeah the, the end was messy but the rest of it was awesome i got a great start and yeah just just proper racing dicing and fighting and making mistakes and recovering yeah awesome did it all i mean it, it goes on all the way through this field doesn't it it's as competitive as the front as it is for 15 there's, there's 20 guys having a race isn't there yeah. you know there's not much following going on everyone's having a crack it's great jp uh third for the race and uh, i believe you're on the podium for the round as well congrats so excited i think that's my first podium outright ever so super happy i was a bit disappointed the filthy dog phillips um he i was way ahead and then i was getting a bit of oversteer so and then i made a mistake and let him in. I wanted to let him pass. I felt like chasing later on in the piece. I think I did my best time. I did a 53-3. Lap record. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> I did, yeah, I, it felt good. The car felt great, and I was catching the filthy dog, and then the safety car. A bit disappointing to end, 
but so excited, mate. That is a great. That, that is this. That is why we come out here and race because everyone in through with a big field. Hopefully, we continue the big field with the APS. Yep. More people on the track, more racing. Everyone's happy. Talk about the start when your mate Macris came barreling up the inside. What was going through your mind? Oh, I saw the missile Macris there. I knew he'd make some uh, binner or winner attempt, and uh, I, I was going hard. And I, I thought I, I was going to break a bit earlier because I wanted to make sure I finished the race. And I saw Jason must have had some room on the grass. He went straight through. I backed off a bit, and he was sideways in front of me, knocking a few other people out. So thanks, Jace. Uh, it was much appreciated. I did warn you he'd be very happy. That was JP Drake speaking post-race for finishing third. Phil Hughes before him was second, and Peter Padden was the round winner in round one. That's how the championship stands as well, heading into our next round at the famous Sandown Raceway in Melbourne on May 11 to 13. Head to prototypeseries.com.au to keep up to speed with all the news between now and then. And we'll be back with more coverage on the Radio Show Limited Network after that round. From the Ben, though, it's goodbye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at radiolamont.com.